Hi there, this is Claudio Giuliano from uh, Indigest and we are uh, very lucky to have uh, uh, Rick Beluso with us. Hi Rick. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Very fortunate to have you here from uh, San Francisco. Um, you know, it has been uh, um, quite a journey in the last couple of years since yeah. uh, since we met and we started to work together. You know, it would be great maybe just for the people who are uh, listening to us for the first time, if you could please tell us about your career. It has been a, a very exciting one. So I, I think it would be fantastic to, to hear from, from your voice. Okay, well, thank you. I, I've been very fortunate to have started in the technology industry a long time ago. I, I started working for Hewlett Packard uh, when I was right out of college and uh, spent 23 years at the company. Started in finance, but worked through the uh, managing and leading the printer business and, and ultimately the systems business. And it was, a, a, I, would, I would say those were the formative years of my career where I learned the most about leadership and management and the style of who I am really came from my time at HP. In fact, we were there at the same time. Uh, I think we had some overlap. So that was, uh, as you know, HP had a very strong culture then and, and it was a wonderful experience. I, I left and, uh, to become a CEO first at SGI and uh, SGI was a, a deep turnaround and you know I spent some time there and was then uh, recruited by by uh, Steve Ballmer at Microsoft to go run the consumer business, which I was really excited about, and that was during the the internet uh, boom, and and so to go into the internet businesses at Microsoft, uh, you know, I thought was 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 in some ways life changing and career changing because it was it was definitely a. Uh, the, the future from being in more of systems and hardware and, and some of the traditional technology businesses up to that point in time. And so uh, I remember I inherited 16 businesses that were losing a substantial amount of money. And we went to work to, uh, to improve, fix, close. We did Xbox, a number of really interesting projects. And then during the, uh, the transition between uh, Steve uh, Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer, I, I, I was asked to go run the day-to-day -day business. And so I became chief operating officer and ran the sales force and a bunch of the corporate functions to help uh, during a really challenging time of the company. And, and then when I was finished with that, I went back to be a CEO, another uh, kind of turnaround restructuring at uh, quantum and the storage industry. And then um, finally, after nine years there as CEO, I, I turned it over to a guy I had partnered with and uh, decided I wanted to go do something different. And, and I wasn't sure what that was. Uh, at that time, I, I although I was always close to my Italian roots, I, I decided uh, several opportunities came to me from Italy, and so I began down this journey of working uh, with Italian companies. And so I started getting involved in, in, in private companies in Italy and, and helping uh, scale businesses, helping management teams, helping investors. Uh, I started on the startup side with, uh, with Mind the Bridge. I remember in October, a number of years ago, coming to a startup conference here in Milan. You know, I was really excited by that. And I, I came out of that, even made a, uh, an investment in a company and, uh, and started to spend more time with entrepreneurs, uh, which ultimately connected us, uh, yeah, connected me with Innogest where you know that has become a, a big part of my of my time now and, and something I, I really enjoy uh, working with the team working with the companies in the portfolio so it's it's been quite a journey and I, along the way there i was an interim ceo i was on boards of some startups i've been on boards of public companies but a, a pretty 
you know, sometimes I say I'm a mile wide and an inch deep, but uh, I've had a lot of great experiences. Wow. It relates pretty much to me what uh, your your early days at HP, because, you know, um, when I started at HP, um, you know, I feel very much as, an, as a, a former HP guy. I'm, I'm proud to be a former HP guy. Uh, you were like, uh, you know, reporting to CEO Liu Platt and, uh, you know, there were probably uh, 10 layers between uh, you, and <laughs> you and me. But, you know, uh, I've uh, always had uh, a great level of respect for uh, corporations who have made the history of, uh, of technology and who have also developed uh, some of the really earliest uh, ways of dealing with uh, going global, uh, launching very challenging uh, projects and making them like the standards to, to consumers. But th- these days are kind of uh, long gone, right? So when I, th- I think to uh, about startups today, they seems to be extremely dynamic, but also arrogant in some way. You know, how, how do you see uh, the current environment and the gar- current modus operandi um, versus what uh, you, you were used to? Yeah, yeah, the world's kind of upside down from what I was used to. I mean, w- when, I, when I was in my career, everyone wanted to work for the big company, you know, IBM, HP, uh, you know, really the companies, uh, Microsoft. I mean, everybody wanted to work for companies where there was, you know, that's where you learned and developed and learned how to be a professional manager and worked on big projects. And today, of course, those companies are all struggling by and large. And it's the younger companies that are setting the pace. You know, that's, that's profoundly different. I mean, who would have ever said that cloud companies would be building their own IT infrastructure from the ground up? I mean, it was, you know, that's where the innovators are, are going. So it is uh, a, a very rapidly changing environment. And I think, in fact, too, too rapidly changing for the large companies, uh, ultimately, to even know how to operate within that environment. So I think I think startups have more more opportunities uh, than than ever before, and also the, the the economics are different, right? I mean, you can you can do a startup today with with much less investment. You can impact and change the industry and change the world it like in a way like never before, because it's all about you know software contribution largely, and it's all hosted in a cloud that someone else has built. And so you can move very fast, and you can make investments, and you can disrupt things at a much greater level than ever before. And so what's about your experience with startups? Well, uh, yeah. In the U.S., maybe. Yeah, yeah, I I had a funny experience. I mean, I I worked in a medical. I was uh, one of the board assignments I had early on was a a medical uh, kind of esoteric reference lab I got I got pulled into and I don't know if I would call it it was a, a certainly a late late stage startup but we ultimately did an IPO and and that was a that was my first real depth in-depth for-profit medical experience and so that was you know extremely successful we moved it to an IPO and and I got I got, I got a chance to participate in that uh, today in the US I'm, I'm involved in another fairly late stage although I've been involved for several years called uh, cradle point which is in the wireless uh, enterprise networking uh, space and is a leader in the US and expanding worldwide uh, so so that's one that I've, I've learned a lot because I, I think it it's it's been a very well executed comp- well executed experience from from all aspects the management team and the uh, the the board and and just the way they pursued it hasn't been without 
bumps in the road, believe me, many of cha- many challenges. But we've always been able to overcome them and, and move forward. And, and, and so that, that's been, you know, probably one of my most important experiences that's relevant to, to today's startup environment. You know, we are very fortunate to have you, you know, coaching our, our entrepreneurs and our startups. How, how it has been your experience so far in Italy? I mean, certainly it's a, it's a very different environment versus yes. Silicon Valley in the U.S. Yeah. Any particular point do you think a, an entrepreneur over here should uh, be, be thinking about? Yeah, yeah. What I find often, you know, is, is I get to be involved with, with new companies and take a look at new, uh, you know, people who are fundraising, et cetera. There's always uh, really, uh, I've never seen as, you know, the committed teams who have good technical talent by and large. People have had an idea or they have a, a principle that they think they can, they can build upon. And, and it's always very interesting. To me, there are two elements that often are, are weaknesses, and, and not always. But one is the business model, is if people really worked out how the business ultimately makes money and what the, the model, you, you often call it unit economics, and I think that's an important element to it, but also uh, the market strategy in terms of where are the customers that you're going to win, and then what does it take to find them, and what does that math look like? I sat through recently in the U.S. this Y Combinator, I think, semi-annual event, and we went through like 100 startups. And every one of them, I mean, all the good ones talked about uh, a, a model for how they get to revenue. You know, what's the market look like? Who are their customers? Where are they? And then the unit economics behind them. And so I think that's, that's really important. And that's different than it used to be. I think it used to be the belief that if I do something really cool and build some good technology, that, um, you know, we'll find a way forward. And I think today there are too many people who are doing that. And then ultimately, you have to have a path to, a, to, a, 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 to growth and, and profitability. And, it has, and that starts really when you design the, the solution and the strategy at the very beginning. And the second piece, which is often missing, which is related, and that is the go-to-market strategy. I mean, how do you sell? How do you get your solutions to market? And, and oftentimes, that is the linchpin uh, in, the, in the unit economics because it can be the most costly part of the model. And so those are two things I think people need to, to spend more time and related to that is, is how do you partner and you know, how, how do you take your innovation and get it to the market, get it to scale and do it in an economic way. Yeah, no, you, um, uh, we're seeing more and more, I mean, entrepreneurs also in this part of the world uh, being less uh, driven by how cool their technology, how neat their idea, how interesting some uh, qualitative feedbacks from uh, c- customers are, and being on the other side more fact-based yeah. and uh, going more and more into... Um, into you know really measuring how costly it is to to take uh, customers uh, what are the real ch- the channels the most efficient one how to get them even more efficient how to uh, extract most value out of uh, out of these customers and these uh, segments uh, in the market and this has been it, it has been a process uh, um, you know that, that has developed very very fast I've seen that happening so. Uh, so much uh, early in in the U.S., but uh, more and more also uh, in Europe and in Italy. I guess. Uh, what, what do you think? Do, 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 can we as investors be 
also an enzyme to facilitate and accelerate uh, this process. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe I believe it's important for investors to ask hard hard questions, and 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 we've often tried to help provide uh, leadership uh, and coaching to to through the fundraising process uh, to help people uh, come to grips with some of those some of those topics. The other thing I was going to say is 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 a, another reason this has changed is because if you go back in my career all the discussion was generally around technology disruption that's true today but in addition today there's there's business model disruption and success can come from a combination of those two elements and and to do business model disruption which is a part of almost every startup today you have to have a grip with these unit economics and why is your business model better than the, than the current the current business model? Yeah, and you know we struggle sometimes about uh, be, be being early stage investors, and we, we at Innogest tend to be seed stage investors, early stage investors as uh, as our core business. You know uh, how much I guess you uh, need to have uh, uh, the team, the entrepreneurial team, uh, already well honed in this uh, in this domain of very well understanding the market, very well understanding the, the business model. You know, prepared in terms of getting that business model, the unit economics, the cost of acquisition, the lifetime value, the uh, the returns out of their each channel and each effort. How much we we we, we need to get entrepreneurs already prepared and well honed in this discipline and how much we can actually actually help them you yeah. know uh, uh, help entrepreneurs who are uh, very aggressive uh, very dynamic how, ca- how can we just help them uh, uh, become those kind of entrepreneurs now what's your take yeah no i i think w- you know frequently we've heard presentations the company gives a pitch and we've almost i've been a couple of cases where we go back and give them feedback and tell them to do it again uh, and address this area. So, I mean, I think we're, uh, you know, my experience is we're, we're more collaborative in that sense. I think we have to be more collaborative uh, to get the right opportunities uh, and given the fact that there's still development work in this area being, you know, existing in the, in the Italian market. So, so I, I think we have to be collaborative. But then the entrepreneurs have to get it quickly too. You know what I mean? It's, it's like there has to be a, a willingness to, to take the feedback and, and, and consider it and change. Sometimes entrepreneurs don't want to. And, you know, I've been in situations where I've provided feedback and they don't like the feedback and we just ultimately we go our separate ways and, and, and that's okay. But I would, I would encourage entrepreneurs to, 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 be, to be, you know, self-aware and look for those opportunities to, to, to take feedback and, you know, process it and implement it or not. But, but it's important early in your career as you're building a company, I could tell you this from personal experience, is you have to learn to take feedback and, and you have to integrate different ideas. And I've only, uh, when I haven't done that well, I, I've usually been sorry that I haven't, I haven't been, been, been more receptive. And so I, I learned that lesson being a CEO. I think entrepreneurs have to learn the same thing. I, I relate very much with, uh, with what you're saying. I guess one word that I have often in my mind is intellectual honesty. I mean, you need to be honest with yourself 
we try to be a teenager, honest with ourselves. You know, sometimes we take bad decisions and we need to recognize bad decisions and uh, do something with it and revert them. And equally, entrepreneurs need to, I guess it's one of the, the, the main qualities of good entrepreneurs, to be intellectually honest, looking inside themselves, not be uh, afraid to say, I've been wrong, because we are wrong. We are yeah, always yeah, wrong. Yeah. It's more... A good entrepreneur is not someone who gets it right the first time. Is someone who has a attitude, and uh, you, what you're saying very much relates to what we are seeing as well. I mean, uh, one question could be if uh, Italian entrepreneurs are uh, uh, listen more or less. <laughs> well, sometimes the, you know the opposite side of passion is maybe stubbornness. I I, I don't know. I can, I can tell you. One of the best compliments I received from a board member once is I, I don't even remember the topic. You know, you're really hard on yourself. And I th thought about that and I go, you know, that's the way I, I have to be because I, I learned the lesson that I'd rather be hard on myself than have other people be hard on me. So I, I try to, to make sure that I'm, you know, very self-aware as to what's not working and what people are saying and 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 uh, starting with a perspective that the feedback is right even in and then processing it from there but i think often people start with the point of view that the feedback is wrong i have to defend my philosophy there's a time and place for that but but that shouldn't be the first reaction i think italian entrepreneurs often are more structured in the sense that this is my view this is what i believe and 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 are not as, as self-aware and, I, and I, I i do think it's a very strong attribute of a good ceo is someone who is able to take feedback able to look for their own issues and be able to come before a board or an investor and say we are doing this wrong and that actually gives investors confidence completely opposite of what most people think. Most people think I can't show my weakness. I can't show the problem. Yeah, it's counterintuitive. That's right, but it's totally the way people want to see things and it gives investors confidence that you're on top of your business, that you're looking for competitive trends, that you're looking for structural changes and you're gonna be responsive to that. Yeah, it's it's very counterintuitive because uh, many people would say would have this idea that the successful CEOs and the successful entrepreneurs are the ones that are self-confident and that show that self-confidence and that uh, you know are stubborn. While the experience, I guess, it uh, shows exactly the opposite. I mean, yeah, I, another great quote. I was at the World Economic Forum many years ago, and there was a CEO from France, and he. He said, had a quote that I just love. He says, whenever something goes wrong in my company, I start with the point of view that it was my fault. And I thought that was such a powerful statement because it, it talks about kind of accountability and the responsibility of leadership and how that must facilitate finding answers and solutions because the CEO is not looking for people to blame. They're accepting the fact that they're ultimately they're responsible for everything. So what, what do you think about attracting managers and uh, good entrepreneurs to Italy? Is that possible? Do you think that serial entrepreneurs or serial managers of successful startups would find in Italy a good environment to succeed and uh, good, good startups? Um, I, I think that's something we need to, to test more and more. Um, I, I think um, you have to look at Italy, if you're coming from Silicon Valley, uh, similar to how I looked at it, is, is a, an area for you know maybe more challenge but more, more opportunity and that it's a bit unchartered. And if you're that, if, if the people who are that kind of people, 
those kind of people who are who want to explore and and find something that has not been seen before that's where that's how you have to recruit people to Italy it's not like we have a you know 50 opportunities and that there are, you know you get calls from from headhunters every day to run I mean it's it's a different environment less developed you know more opportunity in some cases more challenge in other places but but people who want to go down a different path and 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 have a new experience uh, and those people do exist uh, I, I think that's that's the the, the selling proposition for for Italy there's a lot of talent here a lot of good technical talent a lot of creativity and and someone who wants to come and harness that with uh, with uh, their experiences I think is a you know creates an opportunity Rick thank you so much thank you you